chapter entitled what prahlada land in the womb evam hi loka krute vikrutami kashesnavah shatish satishayana nirmala kasha kashishnava kshayishnava 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 shatishaya nirmala shatishaya nirmala tasmadrushta shruta dushanam param bhaktyoktayesham ಭಜತಾತ್ಮಲಬ್ಧೇವಿಲೋಕೃತಿಕೃತ್ಯಶ್ನವಸ್ಸಾತಿಶಯನಿರ್ಮಲಾ ದೂಷಣಂಪರಂಕ್ತೋಕೃತಿಕೃತಿ ಕ್ಷೈಷ್ಣವ ಸಾತಿಶಯನಿರ್ಮಲಾಷ್ಟೂಷಣಂಪರಂಕ್ತೋಕ್ತೇಶಜತಾತ್ಮಲೇ ಶೈಷ್ಣವಾಶಾತಿಶಯಾತ್ಮನಿರ್ಮಲಾಶಾತಿಶಯಾತ್ಮನಿರ್ಮಲಾಶಾತಿಶಯಾತ್ಮನ
भक्तोक्षजतात्मल शंभजतात्मल Similarly, as earthly wealth and possessions are impermanent, he, indeed, loka, higher planetary systems like heaven, the moon, the sun, and Brahma loka, kratubhi, by performing great sacrifices. Krutha achieved Ami all those Kshayishnavaha perishable impermanent Satishaya Alto more comfortable and pleasing Na not Nirmala pure free from disturbances Tasmat Therefore, Adrushta Shruta, never seen or heard, Dushanam, whose fault, Param, the Supreme, Bhaktiya, with great devotional love, Ukthaya, as described in the Vedic literature, not mixed with Jnana or Karma. Isham, the Supreme Lord, Bhajata, worship, Atma Labdhaye, for self-realization. Translation and purport by Stuganger Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki? Yeah. It is learned from Vedic literature that by performing great sacrifices, one may elevate himself to the heavenly planets. However, although life on the heavenly planets is hundreds and thousands of times more comfortable than life on earth, the heavenly planets are not pure, nirmalam, are free from the taints of material existence. The heavenly planets are also temporary and therefore they are not the goal of life. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, however, has never been seen or heard to possess inability. Consequently, for your own benefit and self-realization, you must worship the Lord with great devotion, as described in the revealed scriptures. Purport. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Kshine Punye Murti Lokam Vishanti, 
Even if one is promoted to the higher planetary systems by performing great sacrifices which are accompanied by the sinful act of sacrificing animals, the standard of happiness in Swargaloka is also not free of disturbances. There is a similar struggle for existence even for the king of the heaven, Indra. Thus there is no practical benefit in promoting oneself to the heavenly planets. Indeed, from the heavenly planets, one must return to this earth after one has exhausted the results of his pious activities. In the Vedas, it is said, Tad yateha karma jito loka kshiyate evam evamruta punya jito loka kshiyata As the material positions we acquire here by hard work are vanished, vanquished in due course of time, one's residence in the heavenly planets is also eventually vanquished. According to one's activities of piety in different degrees, one obtains different standards of life, but none of them are permanent and therefore they are all impure. Consequently, one should not endeavor to be promoted to the higher planetary systems only to return to this earth or descend still lower to the hellish planets. To stop this cycle of going up and coming down, one must take to Krishna consciousness. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore said, Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavan Jiva Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lata Bija Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 19th chapter 151 verse The living entity is rotating in the cycle of birth and death going sometimes to the higher planets and sometimes to the lower planets but that is not the solution to the problems of life but if by the grace of Krishna one is fortunate enough to meet a guru, a representative of Krishna, one gets the clue to returning home back to Godhead, having achieved self-realization. This is what is actually desirable. Bajatatma labdhaye. One must take to Krishna consciousness for self-realization. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshu Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kathamayam Tadhati Shvapadhantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Gurum Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunadhan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari 
वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिय वाचकलपतरोभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितानेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा सो इन द प्रीवियस वर्स प्रहलत्नर एज टोल्ड टू हिस स्कूलमेट्स वट डिड ही से यूज टेलिंग वंस रिचेस beautiful wife and female friends one's sons and daughters one's residents one's domestic animals like cows elephants horses one's treasury economic development and sense gratification indeed even the lifetime in which one can even enjoy no enjoy all these material opulences are certainly temporary and flickering since the opportunity of human life is temporary what benefit can these material opulences give to the sensible man who has understood himself to be eternal so there he rejected all the material possessions so this is pretty much everything a normal person's life an average person's life do you mean quit everything <laughs> if you tell this thing to somebody because in a, any person's life there are eight things are considered common so they work for those eight things it is mentioned in the shrimad bhagavatam second canto in relation to parikshit maharaj when parikshit maharaj heard he was cursed so he renounced all the possessions in that connection sukadev goswami tells that parikshit maharaj left his he says atma jaya so jaya means one's own wife atma the material body and the mind and senses are also atma atma jaya and suta those who born from the body suta and he says gruha his house his kingdom he left and he also left what he left his dravina his riches all the opulences which he has dravina and bandushu all the relatives he left them and he also left pashu so pashu is his chariots his horses his elephants everything he left them pashu and he also finally left the career as a king he left all this eight and finally went to the ganges to sit and he is shrimad bhagavatam so if you consider in a normal man's life these eight things are very much make up their whole life and different degree may vary depends on when he is situated but pretty much this is the life for a normal person and bhagavatam is from the beginning to the end telling the same thing so these are all temporary leave okay normal person may question okay i will leave everything what should i do 
But those who follow Vedic literature, Vedic tradition, they may think, okay, I leave the material world, but I will go to the spiritual, not the spiritual world, but to the heavenly planets. That's why in the next verse, Prahlad Maharaj, again he's telling, no, no, you don't go to the heavenly planets also, because in the heavenly planets also, the enjoyment is temporary, and the heavenly planets itself is temporary. We know from the Srimad Bhagavatam, that all the material universes comes from whom? Who is the Vishnu Avatara? Khirodaka Sai Vishnu? Argadvaka Sai Vishnu? Arkarnodaka Sai Vishnu? Karnodaka Sai Vishnu. Correct? From his bodily four um, holes, when he is inhaling, exhaling, so millions of millions of universes, they come and go. How much time it takes for you to breathe? Do you count? Very fraction, isn't it? So within that fraction of time, even for us, what to speak of the Lord, millions of universes are manifesting, and within those universes, all the 14 planetary systems are there. If you take this one particular universe, upper higher planetary systems and bottom lower planetary systems are there and they are all manifested within a fraction of breath, no breath. And once he is in hills and they are all gone. Isn't it? So that is why Shastra tells the clear cut idea. No, they are just they are just manifesting within the breathing period of the Mahavishnu. But this Mahavishnu is originally situated, who is, who is the source of all the avatars? The Lord Himself, Krishna. He is not avatari. Sorry, He is avatari, He is not avatara. And all the millions and millions of incarnations, avatars, different, are coming from Him. And when one goes to the spiritual world, when when a devotee goes back to the spiritual world in Vaikuntha planets, he can serve him. When we are serving him, you know, say for example, somebody um, may, may perfected himself and become a friend of the Lord. He can run with the Lord. He can play with the Lord. While playing, he breathes so much. But when he is as Mahavishnu, when he is breathing, universe has come and go. <laughs> So you see the difference? So when we are in the external energy, so our fluctuation always there, manifesting and unmanifesting. But whereas in the spiritual world, it's a eternal, continuous. Our, our, our desire to enjoy will continue with the Lord. And we see similar verses in Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto also. So 11th canto, when Maharaj um, Nimi met Navayogendras. So in the third chapter of 11th canto, he asked a question. Just bear with me. I'll read the Translation.
in the verse number 12 uh, no 17 maharaj nimi asked a question king nimi said oh great sage please explain how even a foolish materialist can easily cross over the illusory energy of the supreme lord which is always in, in insurmountable for those who are not self controlled in answer to this shri prabuddha said accepting the roles of male and female in human society the conditioned souls unite in sexual relationships thus they constantly make material endeavors to eliminate their unhappiness and unlimitedly increase their pleasure but one should see that they inevitably achieve exactly the opposite result in other words their happiness inevitably vanishes and as they grow older their their material discomfort increases wealth in so we see in the 39th verse no summarized here and in the 19th verse he says rest of the things wealth is a perpetual source of distress it is most difficult to acquire and it is virtual death for the soul what satisfaction does one actually gain from his wealth similarly how can one gain ultimate or permanent happiness from one's so called home children relatives and domestic animals which are all maintained by one's hard earned money in the next verse comes to the today's context um, one cannot find permanent happiness even on the heavenly planets which one can attain in the next life by ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifices even in material heaven the living entity is disturbed by rivalry with his equals and envy of those superior to him and since one's residence in heaven is finished with the exhaustion of pious fruitive activities the denizens of heaven are afflicted by fear anticipating the destruction of their heavenly life thus they resemble kings who though enviously admired by ordinary citizens are constantly harassed by enemy kings and who therefore never attain actual happiness so after explaining this even going to the heavenly planets no use so prabuddha is concluding so what one should do so we also see in the purport shila prabhupada explained the non permanent nature of the higher planetary systems then he concluded in the purport shila prabhupada said so one should as shri chaitanya mahaprabhu instructed to rupa goswami said the living entity rotating from higher to down he should take shelter of guru so even in the bhagavatam we see prabuddha is telling therefore therefore any person who seriously desires real happiness must seek a bona fide spiritual master and take shelter of him by initiation the qualification of a bona fide guru is that he has realized the conclusions of the scriptures by deliberation and is able to convince others those conclusions such great personalities who have taken shelter of the supreme godhead leaving aside all material considerations should be understood to be bona fide spiritual masters 
So what is the conclusion? So we we rejecting the material opulences relations. We are rejecting the going to the heavenly planets, but in order to get the ultimate good, so one has to take the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master. Only he can give that not even going to the upper planetary systems or lower planetary system, because all the relations, attachments, happiness we get up and down within the universe are perishable. So we have perishable goods and imperishable goods. So like that, all the perishable happiness, all the happiness we, which we get in, within this material world and the higher planetary systems is perishable. Because the planets itself are perishable. So that's what we see in the Bhagavad Gita also, in the eighth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains, Ahabrahma bhuvana loka punaravruthino arjuna. So all the planetary systems, Ahabrahma bhuvana loka, even up to the higher planetary system, Brahmaji. So all those planetary systems are coming, bhukta, bhukta, praliyate, all coming and going, coming and going. But Krishna says, maam upete tu kaunteya. If you take shelter of me, Dukkhalayam Asashvatam, you will not come to this the place where Dukkhalayam Asashvatam, where the happiness is temporary and Asashvatam. So you won't come back to here. And why it is perishable? In the, in the Bhagavatam also it is very nicely explained. Um, in the case of, if you see, King Nirga in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So Nirga, he was performing so many pious activities. But unfortunately, one time when he was giving in charity the cows, so the cow he gave to a Brahmana and that cow left from the uh, property of that first Brahmana and it went to the other Brahmana's property. Oh no, it, it meshed back to the Nruga's cows. And Nruga, again he donated, unknowingly donated that cow to second Brahmana. And now the, both Brahmanas were fighting for that cow. And they came to Nruga and they explained, Nruga said, no, please pardon me. Unknowingly I have given this cow, but in replacement of that one cow, I'll give you as much as cows you want. But both of them said, no, we don't want, we, I want only this cow. But finally, Nirga was cursed to become, go to hell. So judgment day has come. So he went to abode of Amaraj, where Amaraj, you know, checked the diary about his account. And he said, my dear Nirga, you have unlimited you know, unending stay at the heavenly planets, so you can enjoy. But you have, for this particular act, you know, you have to undergo the hellish condition. So which one you want? You know, if I take the heavenly pleasure, you know, he will be conditioned by going through the pleasure, 
and at the end if he has to come to suffer, it will be not so good. So he also in the mode of goodness, because mode of goodness, beginning is painful but the end is sweet. So he thought, okay, I will take the curse first. And he said, as soon as he said, I will take this first, Yamara said, fall down. And immediately he fell and he tells in the Srimad Bhagavatam, as he is falling from the abode of Yamaraj, his body changing to lizard. But fortunately, he got darshan of the Lord, even in that body. But still, he had to go, even to go to the spiritual world, he had to undergo all whatever credit is there, because he didn't perform bhakti. He didn't perform bhakti. So, he had to, you know, enjoy the heavenly pleasures. If he remembers still, he will go back. There we see, even the opulences or the pleasures which he will undergo at the heavenly planets, still it's a temporary. And what to speak of the persons who go there, but even the king of the heaven, who is that? Indra. We see how much envious he is. In the case of Prutu Maharaj, what did he do? Stole the horse, because out of envy that Prutu Maharaj, if he complete hundred Ashwamedha Yajnas, he will become a rivalry for him, he will become a competitor. Even Indra, Indra in the heavenly planets, he is feeling. <laughs> like how, you know, here normal kings feel, normal politicians. And we also see, even the Supreme Lord when he went, now after um, Bali Maharaj, Bali Maharaj, he got, no, is that Bali Maharaj? Uh, jewelry of, not Bali Maharaj, you know the name? He was stolen Mother Aditi's um, earrings. Bamasura? Anyway, so he rescued, he got the umbrella of Vamandev, he rescued the earrings of Aditi, everything, because um, Indra couldn't able to fight with that person, with that demon. So Lord went with, along with Satyabhama, uh, that's Narakasura. Narakasura. Is, he got other name also. Bhaumasura. So he fought with Bhaumasura and he finished fight. He, re, he reclaimed all the stolen properties. He had given that to Indra. And while returning, Satyabhama asked, you know, we came here, you promised me that time when Narad Muni came to Dwaraka and he gave one Parijata flower to your first wife, Rukmini. So that time you told, you promised me, you will give me a big tree. So now Rukmini is, uh, sorry, Satyabhama is reminding the Lord, Krishna. So we are here. And Lord said, okay. And he just playfully plucked the whole tree and put it on the back of Garuda. You know, same Indra offered prayers and asked for help. When Lord is taking, 
Parijata tree and Indra started fighting with the Lord. You see that envious nature, how flickering they are. But of course, Lord defeated Indra and he took the Parijata also. When, because everything is a possession, in possession of the Lord. Everything is Lord's property. Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. And Lord is the only Suhrut. Suhrutam Sarvabhutanam. And Lord, that's why here in the verse translation also, it says, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, however, has never been seen or heard to possess inability. So there is nothing less in Lord's possession. So when, when a devotee understands that, you know, living in the material world is perishable, going in the heavenly planets is also perishable, but my only permanent happiness, imperishable place, even when all the material universes are inundated in the devastation, but only one that remains is the abode of the Lord and only the person remains is the Supreme Lord and His Kingdom. When we understand, we will come to a right path. But even to come to that understand, we have to have the association of the devotees and the mercy of the devotees. And while practicing bhakti also, while practicing bhakti also, in the beginning stages, one may develop a mentality of enjoying separately or having a fruitive mentality. Because the conditioning is coming from millions of lifetimes, but it won't you know, disentangle immediately. It may happen to some people, but many of us you know, struggle to come to a level that anyabhileshita shunyam, jnana karmadi anavrutam. It takes very, very, very long time to come to a stage, anyabhileshita, I don't want anything else except the service to the Supreme Lord. So that comes very, very long time. So in the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, where this verse is quoted, this verse is quoted from Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhyalila 19.151. Just few verses after, verse number 170, 176. In that, it is mentioned that, Bukti Mukti Pishachi Hrudi Vartate, Tavat Bhakti Sukashyatra Katam Abhyudayo Bhavet. Translation is, the material desire to enjoy the material world and the desire to become liberated from material bondage are considered to be two witches and they haunt one like ghosts. As long as these witches remain within the heart, however, how can one feel transcendental bliss? As long as these two witches remain in the heart, there is no possibility of enjoying, a, enjoying the transcendental bliss of devotional service. So one may ask, oh, I became a devotee 15-20 years ago, but why I am not 
feeling so ecstatic, why my hairs are not standing on the end, edge, and why tears are not falling. So we have to recheck why these two witches are in the heart. What are the two witches? Enjoy the material world and the desire to become liberated from material bondage. So these two. Just few verses before also, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very nicely describes. He says, we all know the verse Bhakti Lata Bij, the seed of devotional service. So, here it said, Guru Krishna Prasyadepai Bhakti Lata Bij. That seed has sprouted in our heart. And how, do, how does the seed grows? What are the jala? Shravana Kirtana Jale. So, every day we put that seed Shravana and Kirtana, hearing and chanting we put. So then this seed is growing. While the seed is growing, because we also experience in the garden when you watering the trees, along with the what is necessary, say if you are watering to a rose plant, along with that you see unnecessary weeds also grow, taking the advantage of this new nutrients and those unwanted uh, in the verse number 159 of 19th chapter Madhilila Chaitanya Charitamrita Mahaprabhu says some unnecessary creepers growing with the bhakti creeper are the creepers of behavior unacceptable for those trying to attain perfection so he, he tells, what are those unwanted creeper, creepers? Are diplomatic behavior, animal killing, mundane profiteering, mundane adoration, and mundane importance. All these are unwanted creepers. So as the devotee rendering devotional service and do, hearing Shravana Kirtana Jala, he is putting in, on the bij, which we fortunately received from the spiritual master. Guru Krishna Prasadepai Bhakti Lata Vish. But while we are watering, these unwanted creepers are growing. So these creepers will take all the energy, unwanted. If you notice, when the weeds are too much, so all the nutrients taken by the weeds. And these weeds, literally if you ever experience doing gardening, weeds take more nutrients than the normal plant. Weeds take more nutrients than the normal plant. So they take all the nourishment, which is supposed to be given to the actual plant, that is bhakti creeper. So that is why this diplomatic behavior, if at all we ever get experience, you see how much troublesome to be a diplomat. Animal killing, Atmahat. So that itself you know, removes its biggest, one of the biggest sinful activities that removes all the pious credit. Animal killing, and mundane profiteering, you know, doing what is there for me, profiteering, what I gain by doing. Mundane adoration, 
So people should follow me. Mundane importance, creating a false importance for oneself. So these are the unnecessary creepers growing in the field along with the bhakti creeper. So one has to be very mindful to experience the joy of devotional service. So that is why Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he summarized all the instructions into eight verses. So in those eight verses, when the transition takes, flame, takes place from pure devotional service, in the middle verse he says, the fourth verse, he says, Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim. Nadanam, I don't want any wealth, any gain. Najanam, I don't want any followers. Nasundarim, I don't want any beautiful women or nothing. Because people go different traditions in the world, different religions, they promote this, you know, to pull the people to their tradition. Some they say, oh, you get 72 virgins, you come to my religion, you will go to the heaven, so you will enjoy there for a long time. But Bhagavatam is rejecting Kaitava Dharma, is rejecting all the Kaitava Dharmas and saying, Nadanam Najanam Nasundarim. And next one, he says, Kavitamva, I don't even want the results of my pious activities. People want to enjoy in the heavenly planets. But Mahaprabhu is saying, no, I don't even want results of my pious activities. And then what he is asking? Mama Janmani Janmanishwari. It doesn't matter if I have to take birth again in the material world, doesn't matter. Mama Janmani Janmanishwari, Bhavatad Bhakti Rahetu Kitwai. So I want unflinching, unmotivated, uninterrupted devotion to your lotus feet. Because only joy a living entity gets when the living entity engaged in the service of the Lord. So that is the only imperishable happiness one can save for his account. So other than that, there is no happiness in the world. Happiness is there, but it's a perishable happiness. Say, for example, you are staying, you have a residence, and every day your owner is asking, vacate the house, vacate the house, vacate the house. Maximum you may live for a one month. How miserable it is. How miserable it is. So similarly, going into different planetary systems is like that. So when we are all um, came to Australia, and as soon as Australia coming, many people say, oh, I want permanent residency. Why we want permanent residency? Because we don't want to change the visa again and again and uncertain situation. Even in the material world to live, we want permanent. And what to speak of living on a higher platform? So we don't want that uh, going to heavenly planets, your visa renewal, again come here, perform pious activity, do PTE, NATI, study, course that, this, apply, again get the credit, three more years, three more lifetimes. <laughs> so we want permanent residency. Real permanent residency is the spiritual world, Vaikuntha. Vigata Kunta Asmat. So there is no misery. There is no birth, there is no death, there is no old age, there is no disease. So that's the only Vaikunda planet. So any other place we go, from the Brahmaloka to the Pataloka, these four miseries are there. Janma, Mrityu, Jaravyadi, those are there.
So that is where devotee's only aim is to attain the Supreme Lord's abode. So, and Krishna also promising. So in the Bhagavad Gita, ninth chapter, we see Ananyas Chintayantomam Ejana Pariyupasate. Ananyas Chintayantomam Ejana Pariyupasate. Tesham Nithyabi Yuktanam Yoga Kshemam Vahamyaham. So Krishna is giving a complete LIC policy. Yoga Kshema. Your yoga. Yoga means what? Connection to the Supreme Lord. So your deliverance from this material existence to me is guaranteed. But he gives a condition clause. Ananyas chintayantamam. So only thing we have to revisit in our daily sadhana, are we doing ananya bhakti? Okay, ananya bhakti, one may ask, do you mean to say that I have to stop all other activities and do? Not necessarily at this stage, because we have to perform devotional service to the level of consciousness we are at. By doing that devotional service, our consciousness will be purified and we will be elevated to the higher consciousness. But for us to do the Ananya Bhakti is very easy, at least while performing the elements of Sadhana Bhakti. The first and foremost sadhana bhakti element is what? Chanting the holy name, correct? So while doing our japa meditation ch chanting, is there anybody, you know, come to your mind and check what you are doing in your mind? No. Is there anybody going to give you highest distinction when you finish your 16 rounds very nicely? No. And is there anybody praise you, oh Prabhuji, you did 16 rounds, of course devotees praise to encourage us, but there, there is nobody going to reward you. Like book distribution scores, every day we come and chant, uh, read in front of Prabhupada and the deities, and devotees say Jai, but nobody says Jai whenever we finish our 16 rounds. Of course your mother may say, if you are finishing 16 rounds. <laughs> but. There is nobody. It's self-motivated, isn't it? To chant 16 rounds. Within that 16 rounds, if somebody is just focusing how to please Krishna, how to hear each and every mantra, you know, doing sincere rounds, that itself, the japa itself, the chanting the holy name itself is a pure devotional service. Because it is not motivated by any ulterior motive and it is solely, wholly to you know, glorify the Lord. So when we do with that consciousness, that itself becomes Ananya Bhakti. And as every day we chant, you know, uh, after Tulasi Puja, the eleventh one, we also remove that offense. And chanting, Srila Prabhupada says, when you go to Mayapur Kirtan Mela, they distribute pamphlets in that dimension. No different quotations Srila Prabhupada had given. So in that one of the quotation I read once that our 99% of our devotional service depends on the quality of chanting we perform. So 99% of our devotional progress depends on the quality of chanting. And that chanting will reflect on all the other services we perform. 
So that is why chanting is very, very important. The immediate way to do the Ananya Bhakti is chanting the holy names of the Lord. And so that even surpasses going to the heavenly planets. That's why Srimad Bhagavatam from the beginning to end tells us, even in the first canto, fifth chapter, um, when Narada Muni instructing, when Narada Muni instructing Vyasadeva, he tells, he says, uh, is that verse, verse number 18. He says, persons who are actually intelligent and philosophically inclined should endeavor only for that purposeful end which is not obtainable even by wandering from the topmost planet Brahmaloka down to the lowest planet Patala. As far as the happiness derived from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be obtained automatically in course of time. Just as in course of time, we obtain miseries even though we do not desire them. So our endeavor is only to please the Lord. I'll stop here. If you have any questions or comments, thank you. Thank you for the wonderful class, Prabhuji. My question was: You said about Indra Dev, like he he does he does um, he stole Prithu Maharaj's horse, and then. He, when uh, Krishna wanted to take the Parijata tree, then he also fought with Krishna. Then, Prabhuji, we see that always in the Shrinathatam, we always see that Asura and Sura, they say the difference, like Sura are meant to be good, they always surrender to Krishna. Then how do we understand with Indra fighting with Krishna? Mm. Yeah, good question. Because they are devotees, so that's why even Indra did so many um, nuisance, but still Lord supported him. He didn't even chastise him. Even if you see, after he you know, inundated the whole Vraja with torrents of rain, so Lord lifted Gordhan Parvat. So that episode finished and Indra came with Surabhikav to please the Lord. So at that time, Lord didn't even chastise Indra. He was in an angry mood. Of course, Lord does even anger also very sweet in the Lord's face. But he didn't even correct Indra. Why? Because only one quality Lord sees is that he is my devotee. He is my devotee. So that's why he didn't even correct. But as we mentioned, they are karma mishra bhaktas. So, and they are mishra bhaktas, not pure devotees. So that's where those impurities come and go. When the impurities cover their consciousness, they behave in that way. But we have to see the magnanimous and sweet nature of the Lord towards His devotees. So that is why in Bhagavad Gita also Krishna is saying, even a devotee, when he performs abominable activity, so but still he is considered to be a sadhu, saintly.
थैंक यू रोहित जी बिकॉज ऑफ द डिवोशन विच ही हैज प्रभुरा he became proud when krishna was taking the parijata tree that he be, he started fighting with him but is it um we, is it okay to become proud that i um, mean krishna consciousness that we are getting not krishna's mercy is it okay if we become proud in that sense when you get you when when you get krishna's mercy like when we are feeling very happy in krishna consciousness mm-hmm. can we become like proud that krishna is giving us mercy and being proud when we receive mercy from krishna okay we don't feel proud because we don't have any ability you know any ability that that attracts the mercy of the lord we don't have it's a nature of the lord he is so merciful only because of that he is somehow giving the opportunity but but rather becoming proud the best way is distributing that mercy to others so that brings proud to the lord that brings proud to the lord so you are gathering mercy but there are so many people who require that mercy so we distribute that mercy so that brings proud so we should be we should be proud for only one thing that we are able to distribute that mercy being we become at least a small instrument in the service of the lord instrument in the service of shrila prabhupada and the parampara but we don't you know go and jump up and down <laughs> Thank you professor. Okay. Jai Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for your class. Hare Krishna. Um you said that one of the unwanted creepers growing with the bhakti creeper is the diplomatic behavior. Mm-hmm. but sometimes like if you're doing like book distribution you kind of have to be a bit diplomatic with people so i was just wondering about that that diplomatic behavior not along among the devotees um so to bring the people to krishna consciousness so you can follow the mahajanas so who is the greatest mahajana we have who is a greatest preacher known going yes narad muni how diplomatically he preaches isn't it so you can follow in his footsteps but not while doing devotional service among the devotees so that diplomatic behavior is not good to take a position you know to become famous like those things so those are 
हार्ट क्रीपर्स है नो क्वेश्चन विल स्टॉप हियर थैंक यू वेरी मच ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की Crossways, but I think now I am. Hari <laughs> Bhav. <laughs>